Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? Uh, I'm trying to, as we start our discussion, remember a time in my life when I didn't hear the Tetris music in the background all yeah. the time. Right? Yeah. No, it is. It is like <laughs> I imagine that 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 because it's enjoyable music, right? We'll get into that music, <laughs> but like I imagine like my own personal hell is like, so you like Tetris music, eh? Have all of the Tetris music in the world, you know? Like it is, it's it's infection. It is, you know what it is? It is enthralling because I am both enchanted and enslaved by it. So uh, have you ever seen the movie Children of Men? Nope. Okay. But I'm interested for the Tetris tie-in. No, no. I, I promise I can make this work. So, <laughs> so there's a scene where a bomb goes off and then the, the hero is complaining that like he hears a ringing in his ear. And then later mm-hmm. there's another character who's like, oh, you should help us. And he's like, no, I'm not going to help you. And then as he's leaving, she like yells after him. Oh, you know, that ringing in your ear. Uh, those are, that's the noise that your brain interprets when those like hair follicles have died and you will never be able to hear those exact frequencies again. And she's like, it's like their swan song. And she's trying to like use this to convince him to come and like Mm -hmm. help their organization. Uh, That is that like ringing that tin ear from someone who's like been near an explosion. Like that is the Tetris music for me. Like (laughs) I can hear other things just fine. It's just softly in the background. It's just, and it's kind of pleasant because most of the time the world is not totally silent but then when you are left completely alone with your thoughts you're not really alone it's well and also too like i listen to a fair amount of like uh, well i listen to on zelda orchestral orchestra on pandora and uh, which i which i recommend um especially when you like you know thumbs up enough songs that it starts playing like techno anime music too because somehow it got there <laughs> it's like i don't but, know uh, what else you want man yeah man like i don't know how you thought these two things were the same but but i like it but um but you know like one of the the, the songs that it does is of course it brings up tetris but there's one where it, it kind of like it's like a metal tetris version so i have like the they start like like the and it's like yeah metal but yeah anyways um have you ever played this game before i don't know i well so this is actually something that uh will be woven throughout my my conversation with you about the game which is uh we played the nintendo entertainment system 1987 version of tetris and Unlike most games we've played, uh, there's like infinity billion versions of this game. And and I couldn't stop myself from thinking exactly what you're not supposed to do. Like while you're watching a movie, while you are eating a meal, while you are talking to a partner, you shouldn't be thinking about other things in that category because it kind of harshes your enjoyment. So yes. I'm, I'm like, I'm playing this and I kept thinking like, oh, I wonder... Did they do this the same in this other version of Tetris? Ooh, I know this is different in this other version of Tetris. And that was like 
I don't think that's ever happened before where there are so many incarnations of a game that they just become this cloud of like vaguely defined Tetris characteristics. Like it is its own category. Like there's puzzle games and then there's Tetris games. They are the infinite Rick. Yes. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, because, because that's the thing is because we were, we were actually looking for a, a shorter game to play because our recording schedule and, um, one of the ones that I was like, I was like, oh, we should play Tetris. I'm like, ah, Tetris. We should play Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. And I'm like, <laughs> but that, no, that's, that's, that is a Tetris game. Like, I would lob it in as a Tetris game, but it is different enough that, like, I was like, no, we wouldn't really have time to do that game justice. So, I guess we could go OG Tetris. But yeah, no, it's, um, it is. So, like, for me, I specifically remember playing this iteration of it a lot. Like, I played the Game Boy one a lot. And I played, all iterations a lot because it is it's like the glitter of video games where it's just kind (laughs) of it's like everywhere like you don't have to go far to find a tetris incarnation right um but this specific one i remember because my friend justin he had a nintendo this is the same guy i played Mega Man with and um and i remember this is seared into my mind because like he and i would like play and we get up to like level five or like level six and i think like one time we got to level seven and then his father came in set it straight to level nine and owned us or however you say that. (laughs) Like I remember being completely floored that any human being could possibly process information at that speed. And from that moment on NES Tetris was seared into my mind. And I know that if I went and sought this person out, it would be like the story of the samurai who saw the samurai move the other samurai move and possibly fast and then trained his whole life to get better and then fought him. And he was like, slow like i'm sure that that's what would happen but no in my mind this man was a machine (laughs) well okay so og ness tetris which i think technically the game boy one was the game boy one first nope no came out of the computer first oh snap um you know you know how i know that yeah uh yeah no because i got into it with um (laughs) i was terrified you were gonna say you did research (laughs) well i I did out of spite. Does that count? No, uh, <laughs> settling a bet is not okay. rigorous enough to be considered research. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so um, uh, I was talking to Megan about it, and she said um, that, that she's like, "Oh, this is a." Uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're playing, you know, Tetris." I'm like, "Yeah, for the NES." And she's like, "Oh, did it come out for console?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's pretty much been everywhere." And she's like, "Oh, really?" Because um, it's you know, to me, it's a computer game. I'm like. It's, it's it's a console game and she was like no it's a computer game i played it on the computer and i was like okay here we go so i looked it up and originally it came out for like this system that i had never even heard of before the next one was like a coleco or something like that right but the system i never even heard of before because then when i scrolled to the right it was a russian manufacturer because of course yeah, it was of course yes. because this was made <laughs> Right? So, of course, it wasn't on the Game Boy first. It's a Russian game. It was probably made for a Russian console or a Russian computer. So, Yeah, no, that's definitely... And this is, like, the most famous and possibly only game to ever come out of Russia. So, it definitely... You're kind of like, yeah, obviously, duh. It's like, oh, what? Uh, what? What's the, what's the end goal of Oregon Trail? And it's like, I'm, oh, I can't remember. Let me look it up. Click, 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 click. Oh, right. You're trying to get to it's right there in the name. Right. Yeah. And like on the Nest box art, it actually says something like, uh, you know, like the James Bond movie from Russia with love on the original Nest box. It says from Russia with fun. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. So that, nice. that's the caliber we're dealing with here. Um, but I do want to say uh, just quickly, my nostalgia goggles for this game are uh, bifurcated because I played the NES one a lot, but my primary like lifetime Tetris exposure, TI-83 calculator. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, I mean, maybe if yeah. I had a Game Boy, then lifetime exposure would have been on the Game Boy. But because all of my Game Boy exposure came from borrowed Game Boys and I had a TI-83, played a lot of Tetris on that calculator. Well, I'm sure that, that, that you had what all kids had, which was a TI-83 and a whole lot of extra time in school whilst not paying attention. No, what I had was a lot of time in the evenings after all of my homework and chores were finished. Dude, I don't know if my parents listen to this. Ooh. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. I'm just surprised that you would lie to your parents on the air. <laughs> no, mom, dad, I love you. And also, yeah, this, this only was after ever doing, paid attention in school. This is after doing shots of chocolate milk and going to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> yes, wholesome, wholesome evenings with my calculator. <laughs> so we should probably uh, start ripping this thing apart. So uh, we got to talk about the visuals. And this is like a lot of puzzle games. Uh, it's a single screen game, right? It's it's mm-hmm. single screen in the way people think of Atari game or not Atari games, uh, arcade games. But it's it's single screen really more because it's a puzzle game. It's not like they were hurting for processing power. This game is you could probably write it in 25 lines of JavaScript, but it's it's You're probably it's, running on a TI-83 calculator. Right? And those things were awesome with chocolate milk. So <laughs> so uh, this is an intentional design choice, not a design choice enforced by limited power on the hardware. Yes. It, yeah, no, it, it is. It looks it looks fine, right? It's a puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, it's a puzzle game. Well, to be fair though, one of the things that they did do is they did not So, it's like one of those things where it's it's like um I guess it's kind of like pizza where it's kind of it's kind of hard to screw it up and and it's all kind of like <laughs> generic but if you do screw it up it is almost intentional and it is abysmal you know <laughs> so w- with that being said is that there is no cluttering of the UI right so like it there's like here's the place where you play it here's what's coming up next here are some statistics that way you know we're not cheating you for the love of god Timmy you got the appropriate number of long bricks. Shut up about it. <laughs> right? It. I kind of wondered when I first sat down, I was like, why would I want to know this? Oh, because this is something I might want to know. Right? Like not, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't impact the game at all. It's not like you could shoot your, well, maybe at this time in history, but it's not like you're likely to shoot your eyes over there and be like, okay, I have a, you know, one in six chance that I'm going to get a line piece in the next four pieces because whatever, like, I don't think that was going on, but I mean, what else? They got this one didn't have a two-player mode. They had to put something over there. Yeah, they had to put something over there. And like, and again, you know, I I did find at first I was kind of in the same boat. Where I was like, nah, what what do I need that information for? But then after I lost, well, after I lost her the first time, and and I was just kind of like, I swear to God, all I needed was this one piece. If I just gotten <laughs> that one piece, that would have been it, man. The game cheated me. The game actually gave me a statistically unlikely number of those pieces. I, I actually, I, I, I felt that I was starved, but in fact, I thought that I was dying of thirst, but in fact, I was a man drowning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Why, there's, yeah, so I, there's line pieces just laying all over. The battlefield is cluttered with line pieces. <laughs> Which I think is is another like great you know little 
little like kind of philosophical. Okay, so so we have to wax philosophical a little bit because our last Tetris game was Mario and Doctor Mario, and that's the one that we're writing our book on. So um, <laughs> well, that, that's our project management book. Who knows what kind of self help business book will come out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. So. I think that the statistical table is a great metaphor for life because you see <laughs> it's not on. about it's not about what life gives you it's about the order that it's given in and how well you can handle it right cuz that's the thing is I was like I was like I needed these this one piece and I had gotten lots of those pieces but I did not get it when I needed it you know yeah that's um I can't decide if that's like a super pessimistic way to look at life like things happen and you are powerless to to deal with them cuz they just come at you in the order they come at you or you have no control over the order things happen so all you have in life is how you deal with them. So actually now I'm thinking about it, let's take it let's, let's I, I cuz I, I I do <laughs> like to think of myself as a positive person. So and, and somebody with like a, a, an internal locus of control. So let's let's drill one step deeper cuz here's the thing is that it wasn't there's like oh man if I if I only had that piece and that's what I would have needed, right? Is it's more so like if you rely on being and on only getting a singular piece to solve the puzzle, then you will fail, right? So if you're saying like, oh man, this is the one piece I need, then you can look back on life and be like, I was given tons of these pieces. And the problem was, is I was focused on this being the solution to the problem when I should have been open to new solutions. So, so this is, I'm wondering if we're uh, starting to go toward like a, a, a Taoist judo, like, you know, kind of uh, water has to take on the shape of its vessel. Like you, you can't control when these things are coming in. So it is the way you exert control over the world is how you deal with them. Right. It's, 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 I'm trying to solve problems, uh, not by waiting for the world to present the correct solution, but by making a solution out of what the world presents. Make some lemonade out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Call life's manager. (laughs) That is is the best. I've seen a lot of like, make some lemonade out of it alternatives, but the one from portal two, that is the best one ever. And it does not hurt that it is voiced by J Jonah Jameson. I know. Right. And he will always be J Jonah Jameson. (laughs) That's right. Um, so we were talking about visuals. visuals. (laughs) Uh, I do want to actually mention, because this occurred to me as another thing that I, I think was an intentional design choice and not, uh, the way we have sometimes uh, crapped on palette swapping and the mm-hmm. fact that the graphics are super blocky, like, y- yeah, it would be really annoying if they made everything like kind of rounded because you want the whole point is to get these satisfying, compact, complete rows with no spaces in them. And even though the resolution of, you know, early video games was still such that you would be able to tell the difference between an actual space and like the rounded corners on a block, I I think having everything have perfectly hard edges so that it fits really snugly together actually does make it a little bit more like tactilely satisfying. Like it when you slot in that that line piece and you get the Tetris, like it looks mm-hmm. visually really nice because there is no space, there's no gaps, there's no rounded edges. It's just perfect, you know, edge to edge. Like, mm, it's good. It feels good. <laughs> it feels good. It feels real good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think um, I, I agree completely. And in fact, I think that I don't know 
what part of you know the human brain deals with this so biologists at us but um <laughs> is is there, there is something incredibly satisfying about like locking everything into place like everything being in its proper place and this is like a steady cocaine drip of that the, you know there's an entire subreddit called things fitting into other things and it's just things. there's no way that stayed clean for any length of time no no no, no because you don't need to go into the realm of pornography because this thing in its like pure sense is as satisfying as that could ever be. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you you know, those like desk organizers, like where you put like scissors and pens and paper clips and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like somebody figured out that a, uh, like an old fashioned film canister perfectly fits into one of those little compartments so well that like when you put it in, like you cannot get it back out without like tweezers and it, it just, nice. because like it slowly falls down. Cause like the air is barely being able to be forced out. Like it's, and it's just gifts of that for miles and miles, like <laughs> things just so nicely, things that are not designed to fit snugly together, just fitting snugly. See, you don't have to make this vulgar because it just, it's so good. It feels so good. Yes. Yes, yes, it does. Um, and, and I think that, like I said, like this this game is basically that distilled, you know, where it's just kind of like, you want that feeling for as long as you're playing this game? Here is that feeling. Um, that being said, though, I do think that the game, they did, in my opinion, a good job, like you said, with like, there's, you know, there is palette swapping, not only with like the, so there's, there's two palette swaps. One is with like the pieces that are the inverse of themselves the mirror image of themselves those are always different colors which yes. is super helpful because that way you're not sitting there like rotating a piece three or four times before you're like oh crap it was the wrong way and then it's already slotted into place um also though they swap the palette when you go up a level yes you know so it actually signifies progress Right, which is, like I said, like, if I was playing this game and just kept going a little bit faster, a little bit faster, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But then, like, when all the colors were switched up, I'd be like, ooh, I'm on the orange level now. Like, oh, no, I'm on the purple level now. And it, I don't know, it was like, I think that the, the tagline for this game could be oddly satisfying, you know? <laughs> I, think, I think it could, because <laughs> everything about it, I mean, I know we're we're still just talking about the visuals, but everything about it is just like direct i mean thank god this technology was invented 30 years ago and it's not something like facebook came up with because facebook would use this as a way to like make you give up all of your deepest darkest secrets and like sign over your life and your credit card numbers and your insurance and everything because it's just like mm, like it's it's just it's 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 satisfying on a variety of fronts and right the, the visuals as far as like I want to make sure I, I address this because uh, this is something I did not stress test, but I think later incarnations of the game may have done this explicitly as opposed to coincidentally. I think in some of the color schemes, the opposite pieces are not just different colors. They are not complementary, but like they're distinctly different. So like oh, an, yeah. an L block would be like red and a reverse L block would be like green, for example. And and I know Nest Tetris does not do that. Um, but I think the colors are different enough that you have that color information as a way to immediately identify a piece as opposed to spinning it around and seeing all the different directions at a point. Right. So, uh, this is something that like it, it serves gameplay really well, even at this time when I, I'm not 
convinced that they were doing it explicitly. And then later I know they did use that information as a way to be like, no, that the colors are a way you can more quickly identify a piece and then take action. Yeah. The, the, the only other note really that I had for visuals was, um, that I just thought was kind of like a cool, like, huh, neat. Um, which, which could also be a, another tagline for this game. Was, huh, neat. <laughs> um, is, uh, uh, the fact that it, it not only does it give you, um, is it gives you a, a special like little like white flash when you get a Tetris. You yeah, know? it does. And, uh, and you know, I kind of like that. Cause I was like, Ooh, a two line, Ooh, a three line, <gasps> a four line, you know? Yeah. And, and this is a good segue into audio because, uh, that also gets a special little sound effect where, yep. you know, you got a Tetris, right? So presumably as you get better and better at Tetris, you are using, the audio cues to save you from having to look at things and you are using some of the visual cues to save you from having to process the audio cues, right? Like you're juggling whichever piece of information will allow you to move on to dealing with the next block. Cause it's coming most quickly and hearing, uh, the little, you know, special like when you get a Tetris and seeing the, the quick flash on the screen lets you know like okay i did what i thought i was going to do or alternatively if you hear that little chime and your eyes have already shot back up to the top of the screen it might be like oh <laughs> like oh i what? thought i thought it was only three i miscounted right right no you know i i i did little affordance you know to be like you, you did the best you could do um uh, so do we need to touch again on like how insanely catchy the music is? Like, do we have to, do we, you know. <laughs> um, okay. So I do want to ask you this because I think we had a similar discussion when we talked about Dr. Mario. And I presume that this kind of thing would come up when we talk about any, uh, puzzle game, but, um, Right. Like there's only music one, like what kind of person mm -hmm. switches to the other songs, right? Like, there, right. There's only music one. Thou shalt have no other musics. Yes. Yes. In, in this one, I believe that there were some other like later Tetris songs that I, I do also like, but yeah, of course now all I've got is Dr. Mario's. <laughs> it, it is infectious. So thanks, thanks for that. Um, but, uh, no. So, so yeah, no, there is definitely like, there is the, the Tetris song um do 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 there it is it's back yeah um <laughs> thank god i don't know why i'm happy about that that's <laughs> awesome oh yay I, I, I switched herpes with the clap um so uh no this is true no but like so again though and i don't know how they did it i'm i'm, I'm increasingly starting to think like like conspiracy theory thoughts <laughs> which is like how did they make it so catchy though like because they they made like they're like okay that's no, cool we're just gonna we're just gonna make these these visuals like super satisfying and it's cool that's cool we're just gonna make the music super satisfying and it's like how, how how did you how did you do this you know i mean i'm based on what little i know about this game's genesis and it's no 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 dude it's on the nes not the genesis ha <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Based on what little I know about this game's origins, um, I know it, it. It has nothing to do with Wolverine Origins, dude. This was on the NES. Nothing has anything to do with Wolverine Origins. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was terrible. <laughs> Nobody right, likes Bill right. House. <laughs> no, I got to Sorry, real fast. You got to take that back, man. That movie was amazing. 
Wolverine Origins. Oh. No, my bad. That's my bad. Sorry. I immediately, my brain has so hard wiped that movie from my mind, I just immediately thought Logan. And like, I was like, no, screw you, man. Logan was amazing. You're like, Wolverine Origins. I'm like, ooh, I am absolutely thinking of the wrong movie. You are correct. I apologize. I don't know. He seems really sure it was terrible. I might be thinking no. of the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, our viewers can't see it, but I am I'm wearing a 10 gallon cap right now and I tip it to you. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, based on what I know about its humble beginnings, it was <laughs> it, it was uh, something the, the developer because I think it was one one developer. Right. So the, the original developer like made it and then kind of like threw it out into the world. And that's why he's not a billionaire, because copyright law is an asshole. So uh, I don't think he was an established game designer. I don't think he was an established any of the things you would expect, right? It's not like he had a PhD in human factors in psychology and he knew exactly how to reach into your brain and basically touch the pleasure center directly and, and enslave you <laughs> to his, his software. Like, I, I think this is an honest to God hit, right? Like, this is what he wanted to make, and it turns out the rest of the world is super glad he made it. It's not It's not something where he was like, oh, I'm going to do all this market research so that I can sell this and become a billionaire. He, like, he made this. He thought it was really great, and then every single person on Earth agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, and that is almost certainly what happened. Like, in my mind, I'm just kind of like, when you're like, oh, yeah, it's not like he's, you know, some game designer. I'm like, I'd, I'd buy that. Not, not a game designer, you know? Like he's not like some psychologist. I'm like, uh, I could see him being a psychologist. What I could really see him being is like some like like deep government agent, you know, who's like <laughs> like not a paltry psychologist, but somebody who has like literally studied humanity from like the shadows for like aeons, and then like all of a sudden just you know it's like, and here's the game. But like he so he's was like a Doctor Who villain. Yeah, but he was killed before putting in the last line of code that like actually enslaved humanity. So it just makes a really great game. That's that's about as well as an evil plot can be foiled, right? <laughs> yeah, no, because that's <laughs> oh, because that's that's when the doctor showed up. You yeah. know, no, I, I, yeah. I, yes, this is, I have I don't know anything about this guy, and I hope we're not crapping all over the memory of a good person. But <laughs> I'm totally fine with the head cannon that uh, the guy who wrote the music that we are both still humming in the back of our minds. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he was a doctor who style super alien and the doctor, uh, gave us Tetris as a way of foiling his evil plot. Yes. Then. <laughs> yeah, no, um, good. Um, I, so I know I've complained about this on other Nintendo era games, but because we're talking about how absolutely amazing the music is, uh, I feel like it's necessary to bring up that, uh, this game does suffer from one of the, uh, limitations of nintendo hardware which is when like the tetris music or the little tetris sound effect happens or when a line happens or something it does drop instruments out of the melody because those frequencies are being used and the sound effect takes precedence over the background music which is basically always the case in video games but it's because the music is so catchy and because whether you like it or not you are humming along while you're playing the game your brain kind of focuses on that like uh, there uh, there was an instrument missing there or like oh that chord wasn't quite right or like uh, the melody dropped away for just a second and it just 
I know, like, I understand it's a limitation of the hardware. I understand basically every game from the NES era was bound by this and dealt with it, but it's just the music is so clear in your mind, just like Super Mario music or Mega Man music or Legend of Zelda music. That that song, how that melody should go, is so crystal clear deep in your lizard brain so that when you are actually playing the game and you're actually focusing on the music because you have to write notes about it for your podcast, you're constantly like, oh, it dropped out. Oh, it dropped out. Oh, it dropped out. Which in a way is like, oh, I got another line. Oh, I got another line. Oh, I got another line. But <laughs> it's not because you want the music <laughs> it, I just, I just want you to first of all acknowledge how reserved I'm being um, with not bringing up like 50 cocaine references and just bringing <laughs> it up now for the second time. You know, because it's like, oh man, I like, I liked getting three lines, but I loved getting four lines. Oh man, it was really fun when I got like two or three lines. And it's like, like, like every time my brain's like, Shh, dude, don't, 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 <laughs> just. Um, yeah, well, no, that, know, that, that is that PG 13 rating is important to us for one. And for another, um, really, I am a doctor who villain who is testing your resolve by making you play a game that is incredibly satisfying and uses the word lines over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it all, this is, this is what it's all been leading to. Like, like our 15 <laughs> years of friendship, you know, like this it's all it. been a clip. Yeah, this is it, man. That's a that's a long con, dude. That's how I roll. I mean, if I'm in this in this uh this hypothetical. Is that how you here, roll the ten dollar bill to do your lines? See, there you go. In this hypothetical yeah. here, I am thousands of years old. So I mean fifteen years to screw with one human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nothing. <laughs> um so one of the notes I had for uh for music was um that I really liked is and not because I felt it really yeah, it could signal something a little bit, but is it the music speeds up as you get more and more screwed yes um <laughs> and, and it's it's a distinct there there is a threshold it doesn't accelerate yeah. above a certain amount of screwed it's suddenly faster and below that amount of screwed it is the normal speed right and um and i like that and it's not because i felt like oh well that's nice because it's like an audio audio affordance i felt that it its purpose was to like make you more tense and make you more likely to screw up you know because it does feel that way it's like they're like ah, you're about to lose yeah well because to me it's like like you like do 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 you know like like you're 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 just kind of freaking out so kind of and to me it makes it more intense and makes it feel feel more like you are like teetering on the edge of success or failure you know because it's just that the stakes are even higher. It's very similar to like when you are almost out of time on a Mario level, you know? But I, so. I feel like the, so almost out of time on a Mario level. And the one that actually jumped on my mind was in Mario Kart, when you start the third lap, the music goes at like time and a half or double speed, right? So you, it's it's like, oh, okay, but but in a Mario level or in Mario Kart, you still have time to like claw back victory if you are behind or to, you know, feel the tension of maintaining victory if you are ahead. This to me is almost a little bit more like the death dr by drowning music in Sonic because 
Mm. They're letting you know failure is really close. Like death is yeah, proximate. Yeah. It's like yeah. this is happening. And so like, like you don't live on the same street as death. You are death's next door neighbor and he is knocking on your door asking to borrow sugar. No, you are death's roommate and you forgot that you only have one bed. <laughs> like he's he's right there. And the the like so I don't feel like you get as much time to say like, oh, I gotta knuckle down and stop being terrible at Tetris. But what it does do is when you cross that threshold, because it's really close to the top, it's like four lines away from the top. Uh, when you do, cr- you know what it probably is. It's probably one Tetris away from the top. Um, mm. But when you cross that threshold and the music speeds up and then you do go down a couple lines and now the music has slowed back down, it feels really triumphant. So Super triumphant. Right? So you're trading some of the warning signs that things are about to go awry but then when you emerge victorious or you more more likely you continue to limp along a little while longer then you're like oh yeah that that felt really good like there was a warning light but i totally stuffed it down um here's the thing uh so i think you are probably better at tetris than i am because you tend to be better at puzzle games than me um but I'm, i'm not bad i just think of the two of us you're probably a little bit better the amount of times I hovered right in that one line. So it was like speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down, speed up, speed up, speed up, dead. Right. So like mm-hmm. the, the amount of times that instance happened w- made that mechanic a little bit more frustrating because then I was distracted because the song doesn't just speed up from where it is or slow down from where it is. It actually starts over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does do that. Um, I'm not sure that I would I would buy into the fact that I'm I'm better at certainly better at Tetris. <laughs> there is one puzzle <laughs> game that I'm way better at you at, and that's chess, and that's hilarious. But you know, like, <laughs> um, but aside from that, I would say I'd say that we are uh, about on par with with puzzle games. And and yet uh, the weird thing is that I think though that this main difference is just kind of like in the way that we like approach it, you know, because like <laughs> I've been told many times that you know like like I like if I'm dealing with something that is meant for my entertainment and the the minute it ceases being entertaining, I am done with it forever. Like I will just throw that away, you yeah. know, like a game of Tetris. You, you don't gradually become disenfranchised. Like you're fine, 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 burn it all down. Yeah, pretty much. So when I got to the point where like the music sped up, I'm like, Oh cool. You know, the music, the music sped up. That's pretty neat. And yeah, whatever. And then like, with just like, <laughs> like, just like, like, nah, I can do, I can do better, you know? And, uh, and of course the, that was, that attitude was assisted by the level select, which if you're ready, that'd be a great, be a great segue, dude. Like it's so tempting to needlessly take this just, away from you, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to let you have it. The last thing about the sound was that I liked it. Uh, <laughs> No, so um, so the level select. Um, I liked the unambiguous level select because it's and the interesting thing about this is because this game is very bare bones as far as its mechanics go. You know, like there's a bunch of things that they do, but basically the mechanics is like make make lines, do it. You know, so because of that, like the level select, like as the levels become more difficult, the ability to do that, the only thing that changes is the speed. So. It's less of like like you, you're not playing this for the plot and you're not playing it for the like stunning like world building or anything like that. So 
level select is it's really just a difficulty setting. Yeah, because you still in it's it's not level select in the platformer sense, right? It's level select in, right. you're essentially choosing it's it's more like choosing the CC in Mario Kart. So I'm glad I got to compare Tetris to Mario Kart twice. Um <laughs> because you still start from scratch. You still have a blank screen unless you play mode B, which is for morons. I don't know why anyone would do that. Uh, so you still start with a zero score. All you've done is started with uh, the speed ratcheted up to whatever you want it to be ratcheted up to. Right. So I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, right, cool, level select. I forgot that this had that. And then I was like, it's really closer to a difficulty setting. Which is interesting because, you know, it's very, like, there's a high level of gradation in this, you know, like, there's nine levels. So you're like, oh, yeah, nine levels. You can pick your level. It's like, But there are ten speed settings because it starts at zero. Well, there's two, there is two things I hate about that <laughs> is, uh, or with, with, well, really, with, with, there's two things I hate with any programming thing is uh, syntax and off by one errors. <laughs> Because I actually did it right. Yes, you did. Anyways, no, I, I get it. It was it was an unjoke. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh what? Oh god, we're still here. <laughs> we're doing a podcast apparently. Um, no, so I thought I thought that that was very uh, like I said because we we've gotten into it a number of times with level select screens. I think or level selecting, and I think that I don't think that we're fundamentally opposed on it, but I do think that. I tend to believe that like you're kind of ambivalent and I'm like, no, I want to be able to pick what level I play, you know, like I want to, I want to do that. So to me, having ubiquitous control over that was like nice and refreshing. And like my strong feelings on new game plus being in any story driven game or, or like linear experience game uh, in a puzzle game, it seems really dumb to not include a user selectable difficulty because why would you not yeah well because because that so this is where it links back to cycle time right it's because that's the thing is that if you are challenged by level eight right imagine how frustrating it would be to be every time you booted this thing up you'd have to spend like 30 minutes to get to the point where you're challenged and then you're challenged for like a minute and then you die and now you got to spend another 30 minutes to get back that would that would be intolerable but so the only way to generate an even close to reasonable cycle time <laughs> is to actually give them control over the difficulty, you know? Yeah. And I do also like the fact that it is right out of the gate. It's not like code-based or unlockable. It's like, you know, nope, you want to play on level nine from get-go, go for it. Yeah, the the way you start playing Tetris almost assumes you have already played Tetris because the defaults are type a right or game type a or whatever the hell they call it uh zero level speed right the starting speed and then music one which is the only music anyone should ever listen to so if you have never touched tetris before you would sit down and you would just keep pressing start until tetris started happening to you right and and you would get the expected default experience right smart defaults but if you have played a lot of Tetris and you want to play a certain way or you want to practice a certain speed or something, uh, or you want to turn the music off because you're playing like under the covers and you don't want your parents to know you're awake, then you would go in and change those settings. And the fact that it just throws those settings right at you as basically the start screen every time 
kind of does an amazing job of serving both of those audiences. Like played a million times before, here are the settings you need to configure. Never played before, just keep pressing start until the game begins, right? So it's it's a really, because the game is so simple, but they've included only the things that make sense to include, they were kind of able to serve both of those masters, which I think is a pretty tricky thing. Like a more complicated game would have a much harder time. I should say a more mechanically complicated game would have a much harder time being like, oh, we have all the smart defaults, but also there's like 80 settings you can configure if you need to, but nobody's going to do that because it's way too taxing. And uh, right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. The fact that, you know, <laughs> you can basically like hammer start and just get through it. Or, you know, if you actually know what you're doing. Um, I think that it is safe to say, though, that Tetris does assume that you've played it before, because, again, it was made by a thousand year old like time traveler. <laughs> right. That was only stopped by the doctor right before he enslaved humanity. So he he may very well make the mistake of like, ah, yes, well, it's it's Jeremy Baramy, right? Like they've obviously played the game before because it all loops. Back no no on one itself. has ever not played Tetris. <laughs> you, have you ever heard the? Uh, so the, there's people who are like, oh, I don't like to talk about the things I like, and the the counter argument to that is, you know, every day someone is born who's never seen. The Flintstones, Star Wars, Ghost, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like every day someone's born who has already played Tetris. <laughs> yes, yes, agreed. So I, I mentioned um, this at the beginning. Um, I thought a lot about other Tetrises while Tetrising this Tetris. And one of the places that that... Dude, that's... Uh, yeah, no. That's yeah, just roll with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the places that that manifested most like uh acutely to me was in the time to nudge a piece after it has touched down uh Mm, because mm -hmm. the amount of time you have in nest tetris it it taint long it taint long at all later tetrises give you maybe even just a fraction more time but you feel that added fraction like this this feels like so little time that there were several times where i caught myself yelling at the game like come on you know that's not what i meant to do and you can practically <laughs> hear the game going i know <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it is it is dramatically shorter and to me i think it's an odd testament to like both how okay so one of the things i've said a number of times is that it it fascinates me to the degree to which we are clutching our brains to do stuff it wasn't meant to do you know like this is not at all what evolution had planned for this little computer processor and we're like okay no 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 it's fine it's fine run a global economy and the brain's like dude man i'm great at pattern recognition like just, numbers have patterns i've only got a couple of, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've only got a couple of things in this deck so you know like, i don't know what to tell you so i think that it's very interesting to me that you know like in the same way that we can like, struggle with, you know, finding the right pieces to match in the right areas with the right, you know, like all this sort of stuff, our brain can still pick up on like a tenth of a second difference in like the give of that mechanic. It's like, what, what exactly were you built for again, brain? Because this is a real like nuanced thing that you picked up on while I am flubbing this huge long-term goal, <laughs> you know? I mean, we are way better <laughs> at what is right in front of us than imagining the future, which, I mean, if you need proof that that's true, talk to anyone you've ever met and see see how many of them have delivered on all of their long-term goals 
or are even aware that they haven't delivered on some of their long-term goals. Like we just, human beings are not awesome at that, but something like this, like Twitch reflexes with a simple thing that's right in front of you where you get to generate like very, you know, complete spaceless, uh, like, uh, you know, blocks, patterns of blocks, you know, that go in the whole column. Like that's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, that, that morphine, dopamine, cocaine, you know, methamphetamines drip, like just like, right. Like we just, like I said, man, if Facebook had mastered Tetris before anyone else, that, that would have been the world ender. Yes. Yes. It, but, and actually um, this is super tangential and uh, not that we've been doing that much in this uh, particular podcast, go on, (laughs) but um, so uh, actually, I, I, I read an article that was talking about a, a psychology study that was done that I thought was really fascinating, which is um, they were they basically took two groups of people, people who were like good at long term planning and people who sucked at it. Mm. Right. And they basically said, like, and they put, you know, whatever, all the, the brain monitoring stuff on their head. Don't 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 at me on this. I don't care what it's actually called. <laughs> brain, um, brain monitoring <laughs> stuff. You had it. I mean, I'm not wrong. That's an accurate description, but <laughs> I'm sure there's a more elegant way to say it, you know? Um, anyways, they, they put all that on their head and, they, and so they monitored like what parts of their brain lit up. And so first they asked them, they said, I want you to imagine yourself, right? And then they said, I want you to imagine someone else. And they monitored the different areas of the brain that lit up. And then they asked the people, both groups, they said, now imagine yourself in the future and people who were good at planning it lit up the similar parts of their brain when they said, imagine yourself and people who were bad at long-term planning, it lit up the parts of their brain that imagined somebody else. Hmm. So literally like, you know, a lot of times we're like, Oh, well you just need to plan better in the fu- for the future. And it's like, there, there are people, and I'm sure there's all of the vast colors of gray in between this, but there are people like, like literally you don't think of that as yourself. You think of it as somebody else. So why would you care about that person plan for yourself now? Which I thought was, kind of interesting so that actually lines up with something i've been kind of because I'm, I'm gonna go on this ride with you that, li- that, that lines up with something i've been pretty fascinated by for a couple of years like as i've kind of gone up in my career is um and and i think uh you know the the clever little japanese name for this but it, it's like um i don't want to forget my keys so i'm gonna put my keys like go ahead poke yeah that um it's such a cute name how do i forget <laughs> that um but the 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 you know soulless Western way to describe it is like systems over basically anything else. Like, how can I create a system whereby failure becomes either impossible or incredibly unlikely? Right. So if I'm trying to remember my keys before I go out of the house, because I could just walk out the front door without even thinking about it, maybe I'll put my keys like right next to the front door, or maybe I'll put them on the inside part of the deadbolt. So like they're right in front of me before I leave, right? Like all these things that make it nearly impossible to screw up or like put them in your pants pocket the night before, right? Like there are all sorts of ways you could address this problem that still make the system the solution not the the implementation details and this feels like that is what's kind of at play is uh i can't let's say i'm one of those people who can't imagine you know future david's life so instead present david who knows logically that that is me I'm going to create systems whereby that me will not hate this me. 
right? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm instead of trying to empathize with what effectively feels like a stranger, I will make a system whereby I'm guaranteeing or in, tremendously increasing the likelihood of success. And I think I might be one of those people who thinks of future me as a different person and past me as a different person <laughs> because I have found way more success in my, my own life with like pokey-oaking, right? Like how do I design the world so that failure is harder and success is easier? So I actually, I, I, a counter argument <laughs> would be that the dip, no, I would say that you do think of the future you as yourself because two things. One is that you think of future you as yourself because you know that, future you will have to deal with this and that that is you um and secondly is that there is um a continuity of self in the sense that you know you and you know that you will forget this Mm. in the future you know so like there's not like like oh don't worry i'll remember it and it's like yeah have you in the past but um speaking of making those types of long-term future plans in tetris (laughs) When you, I, I remember playing that game you, once. We should talk about it sometime. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We should we should do a podcast on it. In Tetris, when you pause the game, it blanks out the screen, preventing that type of future planning that we were just talking about. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do a little thing live on air here. Um, that I'm so jealous that I did not come up with that on my own. <laughs> and I am so so proud of how you tied all that back together. <laughs> no, it's like literally looking at my notes. I was like, "No, it can't be. That's impossible." Because okay, because here's the thing. Uh, I remember because I was I was playing a little bit, not during work because I don't I don't play that, until after yeah, all right. my homework is done and I've done all my chores. Uh, and taking the shots of chocolate milk. But I uh, I need I needed to pause the game and it was like it was one of those things where like I was already moving on to the thing that should have had my attention. So my uh, my face was turning away and your periphery is lower detail but it's way more sensitive to movement. And so when the screen flashed and it, cause I mean, it just goes solid black except for the word pause, right? So when the screen flashed away or flashed off, I guess, and all the, all the color went out of the world, like I kind of turned and looked back and I was like, oh, huh. Pause screen is so boring. And like, so I even had the moment (laughs) where I noticed it and I still did not tie those things together, but you are 100% correct. That is absolutely why the pause screen goes blank. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean like right when I paused, cause I, I also just kind of paused it for kind of like a, you know, a brief moment. I paused it and I looked at her and, and yeah, just kind of had this similar thing where I was like, ah, black pause screen, probably to stop you from just like, like pausing it. Cause here's the thing is that, and this is, this is true is that players will maximize the fun out of a game almost every time, right? If there is an optimal way to play a game, players will play that way. And, and I think that that's kind of, important in greater life and in project management (laughs) but like when you're thinking about like systems and mechanics that you're putting into place you have to remember that it's like players will maximize for those mechanics not for what you're trying to do so if you're trying to make a game that's fun you have to sometimes take things away from the player and so literally what would happen if you when you pause the screen it you could actually see it you would pause after every brick yeah you know like the you put a brick down, you pause it, and you would be like, okay, where's this next one? Okay. And then that would screw up the game difficulty horrendously, you know? And it'd make it, like, horribly tedious. And it's like, no, 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 none of that. Black pause screen. We're well, done. And the 
the slowest speed, like speed zero where you start, is pretty freaking slow. So um, it's pretty right? slow. So I mean, the the game affords you the speeds at which a person could reasonably be expected to learn the mechanics and the I mean the controls are rotate, you know, clockwise, rotate counterclockwise. Like they're not complicated. So there's twitch reflexes involved at higher speeds but they're not complicated twitch reflexes what's hard is making not just a choice but the the optimal choice and because the game starts out really really slow you have a pretty good progress curve right and this is another one of those things i don't think the original designer designed this brilliant progress curve or difficulty curve i think he said every 10 lines it's gonna speed up a little bit and it turned out that that was really good (laughs) and and how slow it started and how much it sped up each time was really effective but i you know i I don't think he did thousands of hours of playtesting with people of all different skills and abilities i think he was like yeah it seems like it's what works for me and every other person on the planet was like works for us too yep let's do it yep well because again you know he spent yeah Aeon studying us. So I do have uh, one last thing that I need to talk to you about because um, uh, Tetris has endings with an S. Yes. No, I don't appreciate your lies. No. So here's the thing. Uh, This and uh, now we're talking specifically about this Tetris, right? The Tetris, not all of the other Tetris. Tetropodes. No, wait, real fast. Point of order. How do you know this? Did you beat it? Did you beat Tetris? Well, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm going to get really self conscious no, no, here. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that BS that is true for me. Oh, you're better at puzzle games. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> you come at me with beaten Tetris. Like, oh, no, you've got this, buddy. You're you fine. Mean, you didn't get to the spot in Pac Man where it glitches in, out because it can't count any higher. In dings, too. You're like, oh, yeah, I beat it a couple of times, you troglodyte. <laughs> now, let me uh, allow me to uh, put some <laughs> some salve on that burn. Um, things things are not as gloomy as you think. So thank God uh, there are if you get above, I think, 30,000 points, um, then mm-hmm. you see and when you die, you see the little animation of the rocket. Right. Mm, so okay, there yeah. are. um uh, gradations right so if you get over like x number of points then you get like a different rocket and if you get over y number of points you get different rocket and if you get over z number of points you get different rocket and so there's actually like five or six of these and then if you do uh b type game the one no one should ever do because it's terrible and you would only ever play that mm-hmm. mode if you were like i need to get better at tetris as a skill that i have in my life um <laughs> it, for for anybody who doesn't know the b-type mode is where you start with a bunch of screwed up crap already there and you have to like you you yeah. don't start from the bottom right so uh if so 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 a-type mode is starting a is is performing a startup company and b-type mode is taking over somebody else's job taking over somebody else's job who's bad at their job <laughs> yeah who's who is bad yeah. at their job yeah it's, not, it's yeah. not like you're you're there's you know uh eight a, a, a column of eight with two perfect uh, things ready for line pieces and they're like oh just go ahead and slot them in you know and then take a victory lap <laughs> yeah so if you finish uh b-type mode or you get into their you know finish screen criteria um of scores you see a little adorable animation of like 
a Nintendo character dancing. And then if you get a higher score, there's more Nintendo characters. And if you continue to get higher and higher scores, there's like eight Nintendo characters. Samus is playing a cello, like, and they're like dancing and they're like, they're the ones playing the music and like a rocket ship goes off in the background. Like it's, it's totally friggin' bananas. And, and I'm going to do something that we often joke about, but I am serious. This is a thing that actually exists in the world. And I think people played Tetris as a kid or even now as an adult, and probably had no idea that this was in there, I am going to put a link for Reelsies in the show notes. For, for Reelsies? Reelsies? To the YouTube video of Samus playing the cello and characters dancing to the, like when you beat Nintendo Tetris, because this is an actual thing that actually exists. Okay, legit. But here, here's one thing that I would ask of our listeners before they click on that link, which is post a comment saying what characters you think they are and what instruments you think they should be playing and then see if you're Ooh, right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening, uh, like, uh, most people in the podcast player, you can, uh, at me on Twitter at lions and beta. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually leave a comment cause it's YouTube. So go for it. Sweet. Um, yeah, so with with all that being said, are you ready to ask the final question? Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's going to be totally shocking to anybody who's been, unless they just jumped to this part of the episode. Yeah, they 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 just jumped into like, tell us what Nintendo characters you think they are and what instruments they play, and they're like, what the? And then they gotta like go, <laughs> wait, what is this Tetris? Um, yeah, I thought, I thought we were playing Tetris. Well, actually, to be fair, if they jumped into any random part of the episode, they would be very confused that this is the Tetris podcast because we've been a little <laughs> <laughs> playing a little fast and loose with the title on this one. Eh, but um, it's our thing. <laughs> so yeah, so did it hold up? Yes. The, God, I mean, yeah. The the fact that there's a bajillion T versions of this and they're still making new versions of it, and like literally, I mean, this is a genre defining game. You know, like literally, there are Tetris games. You know. I mean, good God, when you move, you say that you are trying to Tetris like all of the stuff into your car. Yes, it, it Tetris know? became like, a now it made up word or a, at least a word that didn't previously exist in the English language. It, it may be, I think it's I think it's a romanization of a Russian word. So a non-English word became a noun verb in English so that we could use it to describe activities that have nothing to do with playing the game Tetris. Yes, no, it is it is literally it is a verb. You know, it's just, it is, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to seal your thunder. Did What, what did you think? Did it <laughs> Did it hold up? Um, it did. And the, the one thing that I will uh, uh, counter you on, or s- not counter, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I, I think the fact that they're... Redirect? <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree aggressively. Uh, the fact that there are more versions of Tetris are, I think, a testament to the fundamental concept that the game lays out the fact that modern Mm. versions of Tetris are virtually indistinguishable in all of the ways that matter from this Tetris. That is what I think is the real like deal sealer, right? Because there Mm -hmm. are versions of Tetris where you can play head to head and it's just who can last the longest. And there are versions of Tetris where like when I get a line, it throws extra crap onto your side of the screen, like Dr. Mario and Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine style. And, and there's all kinds of little variations and, and graphical improvements and music enhancements and all sorts of other like coats of paint. But the core, these are the, 
what is it? Five, five blocks or whatever, six blocks. Like these are the mm-hmm. core blocks. These are the size that they are. This is, you know, roughly the ratio that they fall in. This is roughly uh, the speed that they fall in. You have about this amount of time once it touches down to like scoot it over at the last second. Like those things have remained virtually unchanged. And the times that they did massively deviate from those people were like, oh, uh, okay. I mean, that. yeah, that, that's clever. I see what you did there. I'm just going to go play NES or Game Boy or TI-83 Tetris, right? Because those core things were were done so right the first time that people have not really improved on them dramatically. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, if somebody said like, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, like if, if I ran into a person who said that they had never played Tetris and were unfamiliar with it, they're like, hey, man, should I, should I pick up Tetris? I'm like, yeah, man, just uh, finish your homework, get a shot of milk out, and then uh, play some Tetris. The curtain falls. The music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone. There's no player two, there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress, down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creeping With the end of a smile You realize again What you lost for a while All right, ready. <laughs> ah, that was funny. <laughs> I really hope you captured that on the recording.